Hello, this is Dave. And this is Claire. But this is not the show. This is a quick other bit. This is like a little, like we're doing an ad, but it's not for sponsored content. It's our own sponsored content because I have a book coming out. Claire Christian is a fantastic writer. She will give you laughs. She will give you sexiness. She will give you characters all in a beautiful book called It's Been a Pleasure, Noni Blake. And you can buy it in four weeks. Oh, or you I'm can so buy it now, but it comes out in four weeks. You should buy it. You should it, definitely pre-order it. Pre-order it from an indie bookstore. Like, give them some love. Buy it. I want you to read it. It'll be great. I want to know what you think. It's been a pleasure, Noni Blake. Yes. Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate Reckons. The show. Oh, fuck. We teach you and each other I don't know not how to, how to do a fucking introduction, Jesus, clearly. God. We, we teach each other stuff, but I can't teach David how to talk. Um, we tell each other, <laughs> what do we do in this intro There's, even? Like They're swearing. Swear They're swearing. And... Mostly clear at me because um, she's <laughs> He's abusive. a failure. Yeah, there you go. And <laughs> a fucking failure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we talk about sex in this episode. Oh, we do talk about jerking off for a moment. Yeah. We talk about robbery. We do. And But mostly about meditation most, and stillness. Yeah. And breathing. And breathing. <gasps> Very calmly. <laughs> Which I need to do. Just stop <laughs> fucking with this bitch. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hi there, Claire Bear. Hi, David. Hi there, listener. Hello. We are now in the 20s. We are. We're in the 20s. You were like, what the fuck, <laughs> fuck are you, you David about? just I'm looked like, at me. I'm like, yeah, the year is 2020. <laughs> fuck with. Awesome. It's August. <laughs> Although I'd be happy to delete it. We can just do this year over. Start. Oh, actually, let's just okay. jump to 2021. Well, I'm not even sure 2021. At this point, I want to jump ahead. Oh, like, like 2025. Oh, I want to link. <laughs> That feels just be, good. Just be past it. Indeed, indeed. Right, David, what did you want to know about this week? This week I wanted to know about something that I've used a lot as a tool, but mm. basically what I want to know if it's got any scientific backing at all. Sure. And that is binaural beats. I knew zero. Okay, cool. About this. Once you knew what it was, were you like, oh yeah, that thing? No, not even oh, okay. then. Wow. Not even then. I didn't even know anything about it once I then researched, but I'm glad I do know about it now. Yeah, great. Um, so what we need to know to begin with is what is a binaural beat? Well, indeed, because <laughs> I don't even know that much. At the moment, all I know is that it's the thing, it's the spooky woo-woo, it's tones <laughs> that you listen to. And that um, in meditation, they calm you down. Yeah. But if you look on YouTube or Spotify for binaural beats, it's like... We can change the frequency and make you feel energized or yes. make you feel relaxed or make you feel focused or make you feel... Yeah, so there's different there's different types. Yes. Okay, so what you need to know, it's a tone created in your brain. Right. When, when in your ears, you're presented with two different frequencies at mm. the same time. So it's like when you hear two different tones... At the same time, one in each ear. So you need to use headphones when you listen to these. Um, that operating at slightly different frequencies, your brain processes them at different frequencies. And then whatever the, the difference, I'm going to do an example. Okay. But whatever like the difference of, your brain does something. Um, oh, what did I, I, it's an auditory illusion. Oh. So your brain fills the gap of what it can't hear. So if one ear is hearing one thing and one ear is hearing another thing, your brain then fills the gap. So for and you example, you think you're hearing. 
and you create another sound that isn't actually there. Right. Is that kind of like when you're hearing proper like stereo headphone music at a high quality and you feel like you're hearing it in the center of your oh, head? It must be, surely. I don't know. Like so, you can't hear where the drum, which ear the drums yes, are in. Yes, 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 yes. You're like, they, it, the, it must the, be. It just feels like it's in the middle of my head. It must be that. Yeah, right. Because your brain fills in the gaps. Gap. Yeah, okay. So let's say you're listening to a sound in your left ear that operates at a frequency of 132 hertz. Can what's, you say what's that, that David? number? 130. That number doesn't matter. 132 hertz. hertz. Oh yeah. So that's so where be... they they measure frequencies. <laughs> and then I your right head ear, you're listening to a sound that is at a frequency of 121 hertz. Right. Your brain, however, gradually falls into synchron like synchronicity with the difference oh, okay. of 11 hertz. Instead of hearing two different tones, so the one that's happening in your left and the one that's hearing happening in your right, you, you hear one. Here, instead, hear a tone that's happening at 11 hertz in ah. addition to the two tones given to each other. That's her Ernie giving us an Is example it, of a two tone <laughs> hertz. Good sound. on you, buddy. Hang on. What, so you so- hear a third. Sound and is is that sound that I'm hearing in the middle of my head eleven hertz? Yes, so it's the it's the, the difference, difference between the two. Yes, yeah, so binaural beats. I stop hearing the other. No, one, you still hear the other two, but I hear a third. But you hear a third, which balances out the frequencies. Oh, yeah. I feel like I I feel like that makes sense in my head, but I don't feel like I'm articulating you've, it. No, you've just broken my brain. That's really yeah. tricky to understand. Yeah. So binaural beats are considered auditory illusions. So for a binaural beat, this is where it gets complicated too. So they only work in a very specific way. The two tones have to have frequencies that are less than a thousand hertz, mm-hmm. and the difference between the two tones can't be more than thirty hertz. Okay. So the tones also have to be listened to separately, one through each ear. And you're saying <laughs> that at first you'll hear two tones, but then gradually, like, what's that time your, frame your like? A couple brain of brain synchronizes. A couple I don't of know. minutes, like I'd not say long. so. Yeah, right. And then your so this was discovered in 1837 right. by a physicist named Henrik or Heinrich Willem Dove, and he was a physicist and a meteorologist. Um, living in Prussia, and uh, he was that listening to certain tones of sound could actually induce a certain state of mind. So that's where it kind of where they discovered the specificity of this. So it is is absolutely real. I mean, it's one thing to go, look, the brain does this weird thing where it produces, it fills in the gap between sound. But then it's another leap of thing to go, and that somehow changes your behaviour or that changes your brain. So it's all linked to pattern. the way your brain waves, the right. frequencies that your brain waves work on. Yeah, right. Okay. So then I found this thing about like how I found this great analogy of how your brain actually works. Because I was like, what? What are brain waves? Oh, how, what is this mate, thing? I've been trying to figure this out for 30 <laughs> plus years at this how point. How does my if brain you, work? How does my brain work? So if you're Therapy. about to be, Oh, okay. Well... That's yeah, <laughs> poorly <laughs> in moments That's of right. stress, my Not brain. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the analogy I found. Um, think about your brain, David, like mm. the internet. Oh, fuck, okay. Yep. All across the world, people, which is similar, the people are similar to like the neurons in your brain. All you need to do to feel patronised is just play Claire saying this in one ear. <laughs> 
and a slow groan in the other, and you will feel a, a sense binaural. of inferiority. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Communicate with each other at nearly instantaneous speeds. Neurons are the tiny little cells in your brain that get excited and light up and they fire off information all around your brain. Okay. The neurons in your brain talk to each other over a complicated network, but unlike the internet network that can get congested when there's too much traffic or you have shit sure. internet because you live in Australia, sure. um, your brain's network is a beautiful and harmonious symphony of exchanged information. Stop Isn't that flirting a great, with me and my brain. Sentence? You want to penetrate my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so when those neurons fire off, they release small amounts of electricity, which we can measure using an EEG. And what scientists discovered a long time ago, so like Mr. Dove, mm-hmm. Dr. Dove, mm-hmm. was that your brain produces frequencies that we these bits of electricity are frequencies that we call brain waves the yes. higher the brain wave frequency the more alert awake and reactive you feel sure and the lower the brain waves represent stages of rest and sleep so this is what they've worked out now how binaural beats can impact you and how you feel by working on those yes. frequencies right. so they've worked out four levels there's one level called delta yeah. which has been associated with deep sleep and relaxation. So that's in the, like, you know how we can only go from 1 to 30. Mm-hmm. So binaural beats in that 1 to 4 range is as a deep sleep and relaxation. That's the delta stage. Sure. Theta stage. I feel like we're in, like, American college and we need to, like, just stop <laughs> yeah. it out. Like, or a beta, beta, theta. Woo! Delta. <laughs> um, but the woo's got to be at a very specific <laughs> hertz. <laughs> Two, You've got two to have nerds on the side going, no, higher. <laughs> do it again, guys. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. So the theta stage is the four to eight hertz range, and that's linked to like REM sleep, reducing your anxiety, REM relaxation. Sleep. REM. Every, everybody hurts. <laughs> REM? Dream about losing your religion. No, it is REM sleep. I think REM are named after REM sleep, aren't they? That makes sense. Rapid eye movement is what it don't, stands for. Don't, no, that's crowded house. No, Rapid Eye house. Movement is what I have said. Crowded House did not have a song called Rapid Eye Movement. <laughs> um, there's an alpha frequency, which is 8 to 13, which is uh, it's thought to encourage relaxation, promote positivity and decrease anxiety. Right, that sounds pretty good. And then there's a beta frequency, which has been linked, which is the high end, so 14 to 30, which is like your concentration, how alert you are, your problem solving and improving your memory. So they say... Those are the four levels. So they're the four levels. So if you listen to those, depending on what you Mm. would like to feel, Mm. that's the suggested like binaural beats that you can listen to. So there's like, they're they're on YouTube, they're on, people have made them, they're on Spotify, there's apps you can get to listen to them. But they're all like varying stages of of professional or unprofessional. Like there's ones that have then extended upon this idea Mm. and gone, well, this is the frequency that you need for something like incredibly specific like studying physics if you year 11 student if you listen to this frequency you or the other end you do this frequency for astral projection you do this frequency for talking to angels you do this frequency yeah that's the weird pools of youtube that i splash around in apparently (laughs) also all those four levels are vaguely positive states surely there's things that you can if this is true, then mm. surely there's stuff that goes the other way. Like, can you listen to stuff that will make well, you feel shit? Well, I wonder shit? what happens above 30. 
Well, then that's my mate reckons and you just feel hilarious. <laughs> Above 30 <sighs> is your brain can't do it. So they say it like in those states, if you listen, they, they say it can like reduce your anxiety, oh, wow. help you concentrate, lower your stress. Um, it help you be in a better mood, um, help manage pain. So they've started doing studies, like proper studies about it, but not enough mm. for there to be enough fact to drop on the table and be like, this is what binaural beats do and this is what's sure. been proven. To, so at the moment, they're working it out. So they did... Um, all the studies that they've done so far have been from like relatively small groups of people sure. but all of those results are like people are like no it improved my wow. quality of life or it reduced my anxiety they did one study with um a group of like pre-operative patients so mm. patients going in for a surgery mm. and they had one group who listened to one of like a binaural beats mm-hmm. To calm them down and one group who just listened to kind of music. Sure. And the group who listened to the binaural beats, it absolutely reduced their... You're right. Anecdotally, would reduce their anxiety. Which makes sense because you can feel it happening. Like when yeah. you listen to it, it feels... It's very chilled. Well, it feels very calm. Yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. like, yeah. Because I, I got on and had a, had a bit of a list, cheeky you, listen. And did you bliss out? I just... I felt... I felt relaxed, sure, but I think I was in the mind frame to of research and go, is this working? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. weren't you weren't actually meditating. I wasn't like, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but they but at the same time it's also like we don't know enough about it, so it may have impacts on people who are prone to seizures or it may have impacts yeah. on people who have epilepsy or we don't know what it, the impact is on pregnant yeah. pregnant people or yeah, yeah, yeah. um so the research is still new ish. Yes. Yes. But so everything kind of suggests it's relatively harmless in yeah, music. Yeah, can't do yeah. anything to you. Um, but part of me, and I don't know if this is because I've been watching a lot of Luther and oh, like serial go. killers, Jeez. is part of me is like, is this just a way for people to like get in your brain and be like, David? Well, that's another point. Robert McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's a shit subliminal <laughs> message. You can aim higher than that robbing my, a McDonald's. That was my first one. That was that your was first, my first impulse. Thought. Rubber McDonald's. It's good to know that that's where your criminal mastermind yeah, Robert, plans well, go. I make a lot of money. Yeah, but that is another podcast, actually, subliminal messaging Ooh. and how effective it is. Because you could, in a long minute, because some of these ones that are deep sleep on YouTube or whatever. You are, then fall asleep. And are eight or nine hours long. Yeah. So then you could have someone an hour four go, <laughs> you shit and no one likes you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've got a great idea. Yeah. You should start a country rock band. <laughs> you should start a country rock band. Your opinions are really interesting. You should start a podcast about them. <laughs> Maybe do it with your best friend. Um, so then I was curious. I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested now in meditation because that's, these are mostly used in meditation and to sure. help people calm down. Yeah. So I was like, where did meditation even come from? That's what I wanted to know. Oh, really? So then I went on that path and... What did you find? I found that it comes from... Medi- the word meditation stems from mediatum, which is a Latin term that means to ponder. All right. And where it began is quite contentious because some say it is either in India 
Mm. or it's from China. Okay. So the oldest written records come from around 1500 BC in India, BCE in India. The practice of jhana or jhana is referenced as the training of the mind, which is often translated as meditation um, from Hindu traditions. And then there's some stuff around like Buddhist traditions. Sure. So Buddhist Indian scriptures and texts date back up to only a few hundred BC. Um, which they say that is the earliest kind of indication of people mm. meditating. Also in China, um, the third and sixth century BC, they found they find like Tao, Taoist, Taoist kind of ancient um, Chinese philosophy, which we talked about in Butthole Tanning. We did, um, and his writings. So that's where they've found that early. But then when we think about who started it or who's in charge, these are the three main people that they link it to. Mm. So Buddha, obviously, yeah. but even in Buddhi, Bud, Buddhis, Buddhis. <laughs> that's what I call him. Even in Buddhis. Even in like Buddhis early teachings, he talks about seeking other enlightenment teachers mm. to teach him about meditation Yes, um, and like self-fulfillment. So even though he is instrument, Buddha is instrumental in spreading the value of meditation, um, Buddha himself did not invent it. Invent it. So then there's... Um, Lao Zi or Lao yeah. Zi, Lao Zi, which is who wrote the, the, who Dao, wrote the Dao, Dao, the Dao Ching, Dao Ching. Yes, um, that his thoughts and teachings of Taoism, they are like maybe, maybe he is where it came from. Yeah, right. Um, but there are a group of people around him as well at the same time that were like individuals and philosophers who had the same ideas. So it's not just one yeah. person. And then in Japan. Dosho was a monk who in the 7th century travelled to China and then tra- and then studied Buddhism mm. um, and then took his teachings back to Japan and then that was the, how the process of Zen yeah, was right. created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all of these people around the same time are having these same like, Eastern philosophies. Yeah, sure. All using meditation. Meanwhile, Western... I mean... This is the thing. Of course, they didn't call it meditation because mm. meditation is a Western word. It's interesting that the, I didn't know that the Latin root meant to ponder mm. because that kind of goes to the heart of... Because a lot of contemporary uh, people, me included, feel resistant to meditation because they think meditation is not thinking. Yes. And that that's very hard to do. Mm, to turn your brain, brain off. off. But, but that's not the Actual, goal. the linguistic root of meditation is to ponder, which suggests it is thinking but then there's also in western tradition and different in christian mystics and jewish mystics have have talked about the value of prayer and when they talk about the value of prayer sometimes what they describe as prayer can sound very meditative well that's then also where there's like earlier links of like judaism and even christianity where it's like there are comments around sure getting into a meditative state or being so enlightened in your faith that this is what it produces. And back in that day, did they have decent enough headphones to hear the binaural beats? (laughs) Yeah. Could the monk going on... Dr. Dre was working on... That's how long he's been working on That was the difficult thing for the monk on the pilgrimage, of course, was ducking in and out of YouTube service. Exactly. And then being able to find your, like, nine hours of meditative music on YouTube. Of course, we're joking. They didn't have headphones on in that day. The monk travelled... With a bird on each shoulder <laughs> that they had the trained to get at specific yeah. frequencies. It's amazing. It's really amazing. amazing. Technology is just fantastic. So we then, in Western culture, started learning about it in the 1700s 
when Easton, these meditation, like, this is yeah, not birds sitting on <laughs> shoulders. Eastern philosophy texts were then translated into English right. or into European languages. So things like the Bhagavad Gita, yeah, that Bhagavad Gita, which is the Sanskrit. Sanskrit, um, Sanskrit, Sanskrit scripture. Oh wow! Which has all of the like seven hundred verses. Like some of the Buddhist scriptures had been translated, um, and then by the eighteenth century, people were then talking like philosophers and intellectuals like Voltaire were talking mm. about meditation, and then it wasn't until the twentieth century that um, it became prominent in the states because a prominent yogi, an Indian yogi named Swami Vivekanandra, delivered a presentation at the Parliament of Religions in Chicago. And then people became, especially Americans, became deeply interested in Eastern models of spirituality. Yeah. It then, um, then a lots of other kind of spiritual teachers moved to the US. Yeah. And then so in the 1960s and 70s, there's the big hippie movement. Yes. The Beatles are talking about like transcendental meditation. meditation and spiritual fulfillment. And then doctors, um, American doctors and psychologists are starting to actually then research the impacts of meditation. And hurrah, it's amazing for you. Exactly, and then writing about it. So 1967, um, uh, a guy in the States started like researching the psychological impacts of it. Mm. He wrote a book that was called The Relaxation Response. Mm. In 1975, he founded the Mind Body Medical Institute in the 70s. They're talking about like mindfulness and how yeah, the, yeah. that impacts or like the positive impacts of that on stress. Um, people are starting to use transcendental meditation as like part of their artistry. Sure. And then, but it really came to the mainstream Western culture in 1993 because Deepak Chopra published a book that then Oprah was like, this book will change your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And it sold more than 137,000 copies in one day when Good Oprah Lord. was like, here this we go. It. That's the Oprah effect. That's the Oprah effect. Oh, my God. So then I now we are... i tried to get on board with Deepak, but I can't. He's I've a bit tried too... a couple of, like, Deepak and Oprah meditations. Yeah. But it's, a, yeah, it feels too far away from where I'm beginning. I'm more on board with a couple of other spiritual things. But do you meditate? No, I feel like I should, though, David. That's what I've okay. learned out of lockdown. <laughs> yeah, right, really. It's because the things that I use for meditation are things like going and getting my hair done. Yeah, or... sure going to the movies sure, or sure. like just ways that I quiet my brain or activities. Sure. But then when lockdown took those away, like, I was like, oh, I don't know don't what know activities how to sit I with yourself. Yeah. to calm my very busy brain. Mm. Um, so I feel like I do need to learn mm. how. Mm. But there's apps. There's all sorts of amazing things. There's all sorts of now. things. You've done. I've done. I've been trained in transcendental meditation and I meditate. Every day, pretty much. How long for? Typically 10 minutes. Okay. But I try to do longer, but most days 10 minutes. If I can do 10 minutes somewhere in the day, I'm happy. And do you use an app or you don't now because you've trained your brain and your body? Well, I've tried a bunch of different things over the years. I've done apps um, and I've got apps on my phone that I still might use when I'm in the mood. Mm. Uh, Calm is a good one if you feel like you can handle the... A woman with an American accent. Uh, Headspace is great. Yeah. Headspace is great for beginners. Um, Calm is great for beginners. Um, 
And Is that the one where Harry Styles reads your bedtime story? I think so. Great. But there's a bunch of different people reading bed. Like that one, they've got programs for sleep. They've got programs for blah, blah, blah. Now I've been trained in Transcendental and I like it. It's really powerful and it's really good. And sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't. But most days it just looks like me sitting Mm. quietly for 10 minutes and Just trying to still. focus on my breath. That's Love literally it. about it. Which that's, that's And then before or after, I might journal or might do, so, do Jerk something. off, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> if I was a younger man, if I had the energy. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. So it's about stillness and breath, which in our current day and age, we're never still. Don't know how to do it. Yeah, we don't know how to... When the lockdown started, I, I had a thing for a couple of weeks where I'd go on Instagram and lead a meditation session. Yes, you did too. Yeah. That was good. That was good fun. Yeah. So, what Well, you thank learned, you for David? that. I've learned that binaural beats do work. Yeah. And they might be a good entry point for people if you are mucking around with meditation, which your research also revealed is great and no one's really sure where it came from, but it seems to be an organic but human thing. But we've been thing doing it forever. For everything. So it possibly has some value and you're not causing each other any harm. Yeah. So maybe just listen to some binaural beats and just sit quietly for just a little bit. Just take a breath. And just breathe and for a bit. Tell yourself you're great. Yeah, that's right. And rob a McDonald's. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> and jerk off. <laughs> and jerk off. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this Please on, do. that would be great. That would be great. Tell, tell your me. friends, tell your mates. That's right. That's the name of the show. I see what you did there. Where can people find you, Claire? People can find me on Instagram at Claire and Pearl. Where can people find you, Dave? People can find me at Dave Burton Writer. And if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.